The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy hello, 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 hello. 2021. Oh, we're just squeaking for kicks. Oh, no sound. We got uh, the I thought blowers. I was going to honk at the end. What are these things called? Uh, blowers. Okay, that's what we call them. I did an Instagram photo. If happy New Year. Saw for happy Instagram, New Year. And my dog was like this in one, and then extended in one. And if you're wondering how I got her to blow out like that, I just put wire on the toy and taped it if you were curious. But happy new year. Happy 2021. We are going to discuss. I was going to talk about using a clicker and teaching the dog to ex- exhale, <laughs> like was, blowing bubbles underwater. It was one of those like last minute, 1030 mm-hmm. uh, New Year's Eve things. We moved along quickly. So today we're going to talk about happiness. What's the quirky tip of oh, the day? Well, you know, just wanted to do a podcast on, is it happiness or happy? What is, because this how is to be very, happy. It's very foreign to how me. How to be happy and how to have your dog be happy. And we're going to do a podcast on happiness because the country and the world seems to be lacking happiness and personally, in a big way. personally, I think that happiness is overrated. Okay. But that being do, said... Can you do the quirky tip, love bug? I thought maybe we could read the definition of happy as our quirk of the, quirky tip of the day, the first, 2021. The first one of Baby, the year. Baby, happy. One, delighted, pleased, or glad as over a particular thing. To be happy to see a person. Not to be confused with slap happy. Okay. Your definition. My over. parents used to make me slap All happy right. quite a That's bit when I was a kid. That's the definition of happy. You're, you're not in charge of quirky tips <laughs> for 2021. He just Woo! reads off the phone. I'm happy. But I do want to also say that we watched this movie the other night that kind of sparked this interest for this podcast, and it came out in 2011. So this movie's been available to all of us for 10 years, but the movie was entitled Happy, and uh, it was written or directed or everything by a guy named Rocco Bellich. And it was a great movie. And we really identified with a lot of like the fundamentals of it as far as like what we find happiness to be and how we've sought out happiness. And we're kind of continuing on this journey. So I always think of your parents, like when you talk about happiness, your Mm. mom would always say like, are you happy? I mean, who's happy? Like that was always like a sign that they would talk about. Like they always just thought that like you only can be a certain amount of happiness. And I agree that that's probably the case, but this is being studied now. There's positive psychology out there. Like that is a field. There is a happiness course that Yale offered online. It's their most popular course about happiness. They were offering it free during the pandemic. There's all of this stuff out there for us to utilize and yet nobody does shit. So we're going to talk to you a little bit about our journey and the journey that we are in the middle of, and also about how your happiness relates directly to your dog. And this is kind of a point that's so often overlooked. Many trainers will blame you that you're not doing it right and your energy's off and this and the other thing. But at the end of the day, the more well you are as a human being and as a dog owner, the more well your dog is going to be inadvertently. And we'll give you some extra tips with the dogs as well. But really, this all ties in. And the happier you are, the happier your dog is. Yeah. And that being said, a dog can bring you a tremendous amount of joy as well. That is so true. So one feeds off the other. 
That you is know, true. You're, you're happy because you have a dog. Your dog's happy to see you, and the happiness is just overflowing. <laughs> it's just a beautiful thing. All right, kick off the happy journey with you because you don't have as much show the and tell as me. happy journey with me. Yeah, what does talk that mean? a little bit about your life and how you have tried to seek I've out happiness. I've just recently found happiness. <laughs> that is, this is actually Ladies quite true. Ladies and gentlemen. This is actually quite true. I've been around 10 years, so I didn't just bring the happiness. Well, but I would say that I would say that you have made some pretty big changes in the last two years. I would say I made the mistake as a young person thinking I was supposed to be happy. <laughs> And I was looking for happiness, which was ridiculous, but it takes, I guess it took me but like 30 years to figure out that that was ridiculous. That How were you well, looking for it? Joy is in the doing, mm. so, not in the seeking. What, what, what ways were you looking for? Do you want to be it? a seeker all your life or you don't want to be a finder? <laughs> That's what I had to come to the conclusion of. Okay. Do I want to be happy or do I just want to look for happiness so all my life? So explain the seeking, finding difference. How did that look different? You were seeking happiness and then you found happiness. How did those things look different? Well, one is an external uh, activity, mm -hmm. seeking typically outside of yourself mm -hmm. through activities, through relationships, through drugs, drinking, all those things that we all typically mm -hmm. do. I'll give you and that. the other could be a more internal process that could be, um, it could be as simple as maybe just a walk in the woods that all of a sudden gives you a nice comfortable yeah, looking feeling. Looking within gives you a boost. Yeah. I would, yeah, and that's similar to... Kind of the way I thought of this. So Scott, I don't know what and I was like, it. I don't think of myself as, or my life as, am I happy? I don't ask myself that ever. No, but I, I think contentedness <clears throat> and wellness and just kind of overall just steadiness comes from seeking If someone asked within. me if my life was, how my life was going, I'd say it doesn't suck. <laughs> okay. It's pretty good. We're, we're going for happy. All right. <laughs> so I'd say about seven years ago, Scott was like, you know, I want to float and I want to get a float tank and this whole thing. And my husband comes up with a lot of ideas, but this one was really out there. A float tank was like a $5,000 investment, and he'd floated once and hated it. So that's why you wanted to pursue the journey, right? Well, I wanted to float because yeah. I had heard a lot about it from a meditative and spiritual perspective and just to help calm yourself down. And then there's the physical aspects of soaking in um, the Epsom salt and the warm mm -hmm. water is all good for you. But nobody, it was really hard to find. There wasn't any yeah, there float weren't tank many, places there weren't anywhere. There weren't many float centers there. There, were, there have been a few that have popped up since then. But he was interested in this activity. You got in the tank I and found, you were just, you were just, your mind was racing. What happened? What well, made you say you wanted to get a float tank? Yeah, I, I wanted to relax in the tank and I thought that was something I needed. Uh, up to that point, I hadn't, I had quit drinking and doing drugs and everything for up to that point, probably 28 years. And I was just feeling like something was missing, and um, I needed to put a little more attention on quieting my mind and, and getting a little more centered within myself. Yeah. So I found uh, someone that had a float tank, tried it, and then the place opened in Somerville. I tried it there three times, and I didn't enjoy it any of the times. I was. I had a lot of tension in my neck. I was. I was having a hard time relaxing. So we bought a tank because he hated yeah, well, it so much that, that he thought it was great. <clears throat> so we bought this tank. It was a big investment. I think it was five grand at least. And then when we make the first payment, we read over the contract and we had a great idea. We we're going to put it in his son's room. His son went to college. The kids aren't with us anymore on the weekends. So we're going to put the tank there and we can shower and go in and everything else. And then we read the contract after you purchase it. And it's like, it should be on a ground level. So great. That's too so heavy. We, too yeah. Heavy. So we, then we go to the basement. We do a huge remodel in the basement. Well, if you know anything about Scott, after listening to us for any amount of time, we did this whole big to do, right? Remodel, tank, probably a $10,000 project. Then 
Scott doesn't use the freaking thing. So now I'm pissed, because like it was not only a lot of time, and of course it's one of those things that comes like in a million pieces, but it's sitting in our basement. We've done a build out for it. So I started floating out of spite. That was like, I'm like, we have this freaking thing. It's supposed to be so great for your I wellness. Really, I really got it for her. Was, uh, maybe <laughs> if that was his back end way to do it, it worked out great. But anyway, I start floating. I'm like, I'm going to float once a week. I'll go on this thing for an hour or whatever else. Floating became my life. Like I floated two hours, at least two to three times a week, I'd say for two years. And then when we were selling our house and moving into our facility and we fired our employee, I thought, oh shoot, like my floating morning, like it'll be hard because now I have to go let dogs out at work. What am I going to do? I woke up at 4 a.m. and got in the shower and I would float from five to seven. And I'm not like a let's get up in the early morning kind of person. So I was just getting out of the tank at 5 (laughs) a.m. I had just finished my three hours of floating. Scott um, started, started seeing the benefit that I was having from floating and he started floating. And I would say that that was like where we started our journey of introspection. And the interesting thing about floating for me, especially when we had our own tank is like, I had to hold myself accountable. It's so funny. Like, uh, Mom, who is just like going crazy, crazy, crazy before COVID, wouldn't miss her spin class to save, you know, her life. But maybe yoga or something else this woman isn't going to make herself do. So wellness is just as important as like fitness, as everything else that you like force into your schedule. The kids getting to soccer, like that was a thing. Like, okay, this is my day. I'm going to do it. I'm going to float. And we had huge benefit from that. And I would just say that our mindfulness journey kind of grew as time went on. Yeah. Another thing that makes me happy is getting into pursuing hobbies. And I've always yes. been this type of person, you know, just mentioned this to me yesterday, and it's true that I was doing unusual hobbies. <clears throat> excuse me. I was thinking for, about putting a swear jar, but years. a cough jar for 2021, and maybe we could really make some good money for now. For years. I mean, I was, you know, those acrylic, like, ball uh, paperweights. I was putting bugs in acrylic paperweights, like, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was, I was buying bats from a, a medical and animals from medical facility that were already, um, what do you call it when they're soaking in the fluid? Um, but anyway, they're preserved in a fluid and but I was, and I was mounting them on walls. I would say one thing though, the difference in your hobbies is you would always sometimes try to turn that into financial gain. You were enjoying them and then you were thinking, how can I sell these that, and make some money off yeah, of this? Yeah, that does undermine the happiness yes. and so the pleasure. That is, he, he's always <clears> been a tinkerer, but now like if he grows weed, he's just like hanging out with his plants. He's not doing something. He now I'm has, not thinking about, and that's a family thing that my family always, but uh, whatever you're doing, how can you make money at it? That's always been the second question. But how is being, that going to make you a living? Being mindful has been really beneficial for both of us. So I started having these like stupid And I'll uh, say you mind- to conclude my hobby line. Yes. I've been doing some Sculpey lately. Yes. Making, made some little plants. This is a clay. It's a polymer plastic clay that after you make this thing, you throw it in the oven for 15, 20 minutes and it's hard as a rock. So it's really cool. It's not expensive. I'm messing around with different things. And I kind of like, I kind of think we I'm, should use I'm our almost, podcast. I'm, it's not reliving my childhood. It's reliving my nursery school. It's almost. really it's just living before. it. It's really just living it in a healthy way, period. But yeah, yeah Scott really, it's like <laughs> show and tell. It's going to be show and tell on the podcast soon with his hobbies. But anyway, these books, I'm not a big artist. If you checked out our podcast during COVID, Scott and I did a drawing contest and everyone, it's just well known that I'm not a good artist. But these books, these mindful books have like all these little activities and all these little like things that you can do and come time up for with. That, that kind of stuff. Well, I first brought this to St. John a few years ago and I have gone through like many different books like this. Another thing we both really um, enjoy So you go on is, vacation and then you work through a book like that on vacation. I used to, but yeah. now I'm trying to incorporate it into our daily life, just mm-hmm. like we 
meditate for 40 minutes a day. Writing is a big thing that brings us both happiness um, and joy and like literally like pen to paper writing. And this isn't the same for everybody, but if you're not creating something, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It doesn't have to be a dog training program. It doesn't have to be something great. Even cooking, you enjoy making breakfast now. Even creating a meal yeah. is creating something. If you're not <clears throat> doing anything to fulfill your creative outlet, you may be lacking some happiness. And that's kind of like, we're, we try to give our dogs the most fulfilling life as possible, right? Like, let's make this well-rounded and let's get them in a nose work class and, oh, they need to do this and this tricks class and they get to move up a level. This is great. I'm going to get the certification. But then when it comes to us, we just live in this very like day-by-day setup where we go to work, we come home, and then we just die. Like, that's how we do our lives. But we're trying to give the dogs all this enrichment and all this extra stuff. Like, do a little bit of that for yourself. A huge change, game changer for me was a gratitude journal. And the funny thing is about a lot of this shit, it's not like, oh, Scott and Jess came up with doing this stuff. If you start to study successful people, Tony Robbins, Marie Forleo, Oprah, like people that are doing pretty well and have their stuff on lock at this point in their life, they all do practices like this. So my gratitude journal was a big thing. Um, I lost a student a few years ago to IPF, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, and he was this awesome guy. And I started it actually on my birthday in 2014. That's cool. So he got this tattoo on him that said, make every breath count when he was diagnosed with the IPF. But it was so, when he looked in a mirror, it actually, he could read it himself. So if anyone else saw it, it's like, oh my God, what does he have on his chest? But that was his point. So he was big on gratitude and he was big on living in the moment and he was big on accepting death and all of this. And he ended his journey with IPF like two years in and it was you know, we were there for all of it, but he was big on gratitude. And his partner at the time said, like, why don't you guys try to practice some gratitude and see if that can give you some benefit? And literally every day after Art died, I, I, I went through. I kicked him off the property at that point, but go ahead. <laughs> every day after um, my student died, I would go through and I would write something I was grateful for every day. And then the nice thing about that is now if I go back through and I write again, I can read a memory from six years ago or five years ago or something. But it's the smallest little thing. It's literally like, this little tidbit of your day where you're like, I'm grateful for this. And you can think it, but if you write it, it means even more. All right, when we get back from break, we're going to talk even more about including the dogs in this journey, and you're going to be happier than you've ever been your whole life. Wow. What makes Coranda Beds chew-proof? Only Coranda Beds have a patented design which secures the fabric inside the frame, making it totally inaccessible to jaws and paws. Your dog can't chew the fabric because we've hidden the edges inside the rails. Dogs love Coranda Beds. See why? Coranda Beds come in a variety of custom sizes. You can even add a fleece pad on top for extra coziness. And these beds can be used both indoors and outdoors. But best of all, our beds are easy to clean. Just wipe them off or hose them down. Visit dogbed.us slash thequirkydog for more details. All right, we are back to quirky questions of the day. We are going to do a quick one today, and it is, what do I do if my dog is anxious in the car? So what would your answer for that be? Well, I would try to create a more positive experience in the car, as we talked about with one of my clients on the way here. He has a dog that gets really worked up in the car. He started feeding his dog meals in the back seat of his vehicle, not even going anywhere. And now the dog is dragging him to the car, wanting to get into the back seat. Yeah, I would say with car sickness and anxiety, both the more that you just work through the freaking car, the better it seems to get. And Can I add the story of uh, Cousteau with his car sickness? Sure. When he was a puppy, he would get car sick, and it, I didn't want to take him with me because he'd throw up in the freaking car. 
And then I have to clean that up. I had to bring paper towels, a bottle of spray bleach, and it was a big production. And he wasn't getting out as much as he should during those really important months in the beginning. So I said, I, I just got to suck it up and brought a bunch of paper towels, took him to work every day. And by the end of the week, he did, it was all better. It was yeah, over. and that's his Malinois car sickness. And I didn't sickness. even try to like make it all positive. It was just like, you're going with me every day. I stopped feeding him before he went so he didn't throw up in the car. Yeah, and car sickness is common in puppies, but it can go on for adulthood too. Obviously, dogs can be anxious in the car without having any car sickness. But um, if you do have car sickness, like it can be an association of the dog sees the car pukes. We did that with a client we picked up um, a few months ago. Well, the dog be- was a tripod, saw the car threw up in the driveway. So you just want to change that association and practice it. Get it going. Get the whole, uh, conquer your fear, look at your fear in the eye and just do it. Make it happen all the time and maybe the dog will get better. Especially if you do it every day for a week, if you see improvement, then you're getting somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say in retrospect, I think that my dog had motion sickness. He didn't have anxiety in the vehicle. So he was getting sick from the motion and sometimes Letting letting them be able to see out or do yeah, and that's some a whole different motion do. sickness is a whole different topic. Yeah, but anxiety, different. any if the dog isn't happy in the car, practice the car more. See if you can get it happier, and don't do a big build up. Like oh my god, and sometimes get in the car and don't go anywhere. You just sit in the car, you pet, you leave. It's good. It's done. Yeah. Over. Okay. All right. So one thing about happiness is structure, and I would say structure for us is very important. And that goes alongside with the dogs too. We talk about this all the time. The quirky dog podcast is basically just like create structure in your dog's life and that'll fix everything. But really it does have a lot of benefits. So structure for us, that's why we started meditating. I'd say over a year ago, we've been meditating for a full year now. Yeah. yeah. And um, structure for us is like, we meditate every morning. Like we get up and that's just part of our routine. Like, it's like, if you shower every day as you should, or you eat breakfast every day, you let your dogs out every day, like meditation is just part of that routine. So that gives us a certain amount of structure there. And the way that ties in with the dogs and creating structure in their life, a lot of people think that the dogs are happy by just always being like almost in the red zone, right? Like, they're running with other dogs. They have never looked this happy before. Or like, oh my gosh, like their favorite friend just came over and they look so, so excited. Or they're in the car and they're smiling and panting out the window. Sometimes when a dog looks like overly happy, where it's literally like that client in California, the the people came to pick up and the dog was like panting. It was a more anxious um, breed. And the people are like, oh my God, he looks so happy. But really like that dog was like slightly batshit. Like just because a dog appears to be happy doesn't necessarily mean they are. Happiness also for us stems greatly from sleep. If you suffer from insomnia or you know anyone that does, your happiness meter and your sleep are greatly related. So your dog having downtime and actually sleeping and everything, that's good. Like if you put them in a crate and they take a nap, that contributes to their happiness. But more so than anything else, your wellness your stability, your steadiness, your frame of mind is what's going to affect your dog in a negative or positive way. And that's not a hard and fast rule. And that doesn't mean hundred percent of your dog's um, success is going to be based on you, but it is more interrelated than many people even realize. Yeah. One thing that um, you do more than me, but take the dogs and walk to that back, back in the woods. We have a a bench way in the back of the house in the, you know, in the woods. And it's nice. Yeah. It's just, time. it's a, it's a five minute thing or five to 15 minute thing, depending on how long I take to do it. But it gets me out in nature. Nature is another thing that's nice, especially in the winter to just get out and feel a little fresh air, sunshine, little solar. The plants don't look as happy in the inside as they did when they were outside. 
little solar, get yourself out in sun. All of these things that like, you don't have to wait to go to Mexico. Like literally if the sun is shining and you're in your car and you're at a stoplight, like just bask in that moment, live in the moment, be present. And presence is an important thing as it relates to dogs, especially. Yeah. But as it relates to the sun, you can also, if you have that seasonal um, disorder where you tend to get, tend to get a little down in the winter, get one of those sun lamps, put it on your five minutes a day. Yeah. And that's right. a, like the doctors prescribe that, but it's so easy to do. It's cheap. You can get a bulb for 10 bucks mm-hmm. and it's just another way to offset this uneasy feeling you might have, or just feeling down. And the other thing, I guess real quick, before we go back to the dogs and that is, I, I guess that's part of it is embrace the uneasy feelings. Like that's, it's so funny. We read Pema last week with Petra when she was on and did dog of the year. And that's this Buddhist uh, teacher that we read every day. And literally Scott, like a month ago, looked at me while he, when he opened up the book and he goes, I think Pema is a sad soul. (laughs) It is just so true. It's like half the time you open it up and it's like embracing your sadness, surrendering to this like suck. Like, you know, it's all of this, but part of it is, is just like being in that moment and being like, yeah, it sucks. Like we are in the middle of a pandemic. Like finances are tight for a lot of people. There's a lot of unrest going on, but like just live with that. And we can't always expect things to be all la-di-da and unicorns and butterflies. Like that isn't how life is. So if you can't accept the way that things are and be in the present and enjoy the present for what it is really outside of circumstances, that would be a huge piece of advice. And that would help both you and your dogs in that sense. Yeah. It's funny. You know, it makes me feel good. I wouldn't say happy, but it's, it's interesting. It's like doing the things you're supposed to be doing in life, which you're good at that, but doing things that normally you don't want to do. No one's holding you accountable. Maybe it's dishes. Maybe you should clean the bathroom. You don't do it. And if you do it, it's not necessarily going to make you feel happy. But if you don't do it, you'll feel worse than if you had done it. So sometimes just doing things you're supposed to be doing will allow you to sleep more restfully. I didn't know things like cleaning the bathroom were even on his radar. Well, I'm, I'm excited to know that's in his rotation. This Actually, is really uh, opening well, up my new year. Well, let me ask you, when was the last time that you noticed I cleaned something in the bathroom? You cleaned the toilet last week yeah. for the first time I'm, in 10 years, I'll, and I said, good job. <laughs> and the only reason that that even happened is because the toilet cleaner was like smashed up empty by the trash. And I'm like, is something is like, oh yeah, we're, we're out of that. Okay. Well, you did. Good job. Publicly, he's a bathroom cleaner. Um, And the other thing is literally like... Once every 10 years, all it takes and I'm happy. uh, (laughs) Maybe I'd be happier if you cleaned the bathroom more. Okay. So I want to get back to dogs and being present. And then I just want to talk about writing things down, especially as it relates to goals. Because we talked on this a little bit last year when we were smoking a cigar with Dave on the 2020 New Year's podcast, but 2020 is uh, just all in the past now, and we just have to look for I 2021. I want to add one tip before you close out, too, so go ahead and tell okay, me Okay, let's do yours first. Well, I wanted to We're say We're going to have we, better organization the rest of the year, I promise, just for my sake more than anything. Why would we start now? Go ahead. You know, organization. Go ahead. Going to the gym. Exercise is a huge yes, part of getting out, getting feeling out. good, and uh, I get such a high when I work out, and I haven't been going to the gym in a while, and it's... I'm noticing it, but that's mm-hmm. something that you go to the gym, it's a pain. I, I don't want to go necessarily. Most times I don't want to go. Just Physical go. Physical activity, but getting after, your body moving. Same after thing. After I go, I feel great. And then I actually, you know, I'm stronger. I'm not as heavy. So many benefits. And part of the reason I think the gym has always been good for you is Scott acts like, oh, I just like get this big high when I work out. And yes, that's part of it. But he also has to be very present. Like, especially when you're bench pressing and stuff, you know, you can't just be out to lunch. Like, if I have, have like, if I have like 35 pounds over my chest, <laughs> I got to be very careful. 
Because that could come down and it could be a big problem. Okay. Well, Go let's ahead. not act like you're so pathetic. But really, being present is what you have to... If you're not present at the gym, you're going to fall off the freaking treadmill. You, you, This is your moment. This is why people enjoy that sometimes because you have to be in the moment. And it's the same thing with the dogs. Like we talk about so often with transitions. Okay, we're leaving the house. Everybody just thinks, okay, we got to get into the car to get to the vet. The important parts of that are the transition. So the dog, maybe if it's in a crate at home, coming out of the crate, getting a leash on, getting through the doorway. Was there, a, were you present in that moment? Did you ask the dog for a little bit of structure, especially if it's going to be an anxiety provoking thing? Where was the dog's headspace moving into it? And we try to preach this a lot with dog owners because like, they're just always somewhere else. So they're always 10 steps ahead. And really, if you're not in the moment and you're not looking at your dog and seeing like, okay, he's reacting to that person this way. He's reacting to a dog that way. He's reacting to this that way. You miss the moment, things blow up. And then all of a sudden it's just complete chaos. So being present, not only for yourself, but for your dog and your dog's success are very, very important. Do you agree? I agree a hundred percent. All right. I just want to close out on, um, writing things so, down. And conclude, this is important for us. Get some sleep, eat a good meal, go to the gym, work with your dog. Have some downtime, quiet time. Get yourself a hobby. Something where you, even if you sat without your phone for five minutes a day and did nothing else, that's a start. And we meditated. We used to do 10 minutes and then we did 20 and then 30 and now we're at 40. And 40 is good. I don't think we can be all pretzely longer than that. But every day, try it. If you Try it for a minute. That's all you have to think about doing. But what I wanted to say is a lot of times we have all these thoughts and we're all excited about stuff. Write things down. Write your goals down. You can refer back to it. And there's something powerful about like putting that onto paper. And I think of this in relation, this book has a bunch of stuff with business stuff that we've done and everything else. But the very first page is about what we wanted from a rental. So when we moved out of our facility and we're trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do with our lives, we were trying to find like the perfect property. We have dogs. There's different stuff there. Finally, we literally wrote down like things that were non-negotiable, things that we would want and everything else. And I would say within about a month, we found the perfect place and it was great. So write down your shit. Don't just think about it. Write it down. And don't make your goals all crazy and out of this world. We just did our 20... 21 goals. We have three goals. We have one for in-person business and we have two for our podcast. Like that's the, the, we have the things that we can focus on. If you spread yourself too thin, it gets a little bit crazy. Well, my goals were a lot more spiritual, but I won't get into that. <laughs> we don't share all of our goals. All right, you guys, we are looking forward to a really great new year with you. Um, we're excited to be here all for 2021. Next week, we are going to have a special guest from Critter Calvary Rescue. It's an awesome rescue group that does a lot with fosters. And if you're thinking about rescuing a dog in 2021, this would be a great episode for you. Thank you for tuning in. Keep it quirky and happy new year. Peace out. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.